to another episode of the Mixed Witches Podcast. This is the second episode we are recording today because, never mind, I'm not going to say that because then we won't. But anyways, you get to go first today. It is your turn. What 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 have you brought for us? Let me fix that. <laughs> you get the frog out of my throat. Jesus. I have brought information about Capricorn. Success. My dad's Capricorn. Oh. My dad's birthday is right after Christmas. Oh. I have three people in my family like that. My dad, my cousin, and my niece are all born on the 26th of December. Damn. I'm like, how did we pull that off? How did you? <laughs> I don't know, because those aren't even, like, the same, like, person. <laughs> These are different generations, different mothers. How? I only have one friend who's a Capricorn. She was born... The, the day after Christmas. Wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when's Christmas again? I had to think. <laughs> what day is Christmas? Yo, okay, no, listen. <laughs> I spent my entire childhood thinking Christmas was the 31st of December for some fucking reason. <laughs> and nobody corrected me until my sister. <laughs> so I've got them fucked up for my entire life. I can imagine how your sister, like, felt when she heard it. She's just like, what? She literally went, um, no. (laughs) (laughs) I fought her on it, too, because I thought I was so right. And then somebody showed me a calendar, and I was like, how did I not know? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, Capricorn season starts from December 22nd to January 19th on average. It ushers us into... Winter. It. Yeah, Capricorn season. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you got it. So, the symbol. This, <laughs> I don't, but we're going <laughs> to act like I do. I'm going to work through it. <laughs> the, symbol of, oh, the symbol of Capricorn season is the sea goat. Because it's a goat with a fishtail. Now, the animal is just the goat. But the symbol is a seagull. And one day when we start doing mythology, I can get into why it's a fucking seagull. <laughs> why the fuck they chose a seagull? Yeah, because the Greeks are strange. Fucking weird. <laughs> Capricorns have a negative polarity. And it is Cardinal Earth, like I said, because it ushers us into winter, and it's the Cardinal Earth sign. It is also feminine. Capricorn rules the 10th house. Did you have something to say? (laughs) (laughs) Capricorn rules the 10th house, which is career, social status, public life, purpose. Those were two separate 
I mean, public life and purpose, <laughs> not public life purpose. Huh. I mean, not string my words together. <laughs> Glad I'm not the only one anymore. Uh, your reputation. No, seriously, I just caught it from you. <laughs> caught the stupid. Uh, your reputation. It is represent- representative of the father and those with authority. Which is in opposition to the fourth house, which is ruled by cancer, which is representative of the mother, which is about private life and home, your origins, early upbringing, and childhood. So basically, it's the tenth house that Capricorn rules is all about uh, you in the public eye. So, hold on, my computer's back. So, (laughs) the colors are brown and black. Which was funny, because when I told my dad that, he was like, I do wear a lot of black. (laughs) He's like, yeah. I was like, that's literally all you own. Like, that's literally all you own, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) The day for Capricorn is Saturday, which is ruled by Saturn. And Saturn is, first of all, the planet of responsibility, to put it in, like, one succinct word. And... Saturn is the Roman god of generation dissolution, time, wealth, agriculture, and periodic renewal. And his Greek correspondence is Cronus, which is a titan. If you know anything about mythology, I'll have Google. (laughs) So Capricorn's mantra is, I use. They rule over the knees and the bones. So Capricorns tend to be subject to weak joints, especially knees. That's really unfortunate. I find that very funny. I find that very, well, it is unfortunate, and I find it very funny because that is, my dad does have an injured knee from when he was in the military. (laughs) Yeah, that's where I'm about to head. And my dad broke his bone when he was, like, in seventh... He broke his arm, his bone. He broke his arm when he was in seventh grade playing football. So, you know, this all tracks. <laughs> the singular arm. The singular bone that you have in your body. <laughs> just a bone. <laughs> not a script, just a bone. Uh, Capricorn is represented in the tarot by the devil card and in the minor card, minor arcana, minor arcana, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the minor arcana, it is the two of pentacles, which is Jupiter in Capricorn, the three of pentacles, Mars in Capricorn, the four of pentacles, Sun in Capricorn, and generally the queen of pentacles can represent Capricorn energy. Some herbs are comfrey, and horsetail. I. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally like, mm. Mm. <laughs> um, Some words to describe Capricorn energy and Capricorns, at least somewhere in your chart. They can be responsible, disciplined, have self control, they're good managers, they're diligent and driven. But they can be predisposed to being a sort of know-it-all, unforgiving. They can be condescending. Uh, 
very melancholy is in like expecting the worst to happen and very repressive. Mm. Some celebrity have Tiger Woods, which my dad is very fond of Tiger Woods, so I'm gonna have to tell him. Mm. They're both Capricorns. <laughs> John Legend, Bradley Cooper, Michelle Obama, Kate Middleton, and Zoe Deschanel. I just realized I just said Michelle Obama, Kate Middleton, who are both like women in politics. Wow. Okay, wow. that tells you all you need to know about Capricorn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to some of the, to women who are really important in the political field. I can't I can't be mad at Miss Kate. If I could marry a prince, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna go talk no shit. Like if I had a prince knocking at my door. <laughs> so I have two fictional characters, just like normal, because I'm really not trying to dig too deep. It's too hard. <laughs> but Sailor Saturn is a Capricorn, thankfully. You're right. And, like, if she wasn't that big, well, Saturn also rules Aquarius, so they could have made her Aquarius, but that would not be better. The better option is Capricorn. That makes way more sense. But she is a Capricorn. And Kyo Soma from Fruits Basket. Ah, Kyo. You little bitch. I I know. When I Googled it, I was like, ooh, who am I going to get this time since I've been doing this? I'm like, who's next? Who's a Capricorn? It was Kyo. And I was like, the babe. The babe. <laughs> I love Kyo. I was like, wow. I just realized if Kyo like and Kotsky have Kyo, like the same fucking personality. What does that tell you about me? <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Like, they're just the same character. They're, they're, in different bodies. They're literally just... They just jumped anime. Pretty much. Kyo came first, and then he was like, you know what? I'm not done yet. He said, you know what? You know, you know what? You know what? There's this other anime that I saw was up and coming. I think I'm going to go over there. Well, I mean, if you think about it, Otoko is kind I'm of not like Toru. A- <laughs> I was like, you know what he thought? He went, you know what? I'm not getting enough of here anymore. This, this anime is a bit old. I'm going to get into a new, fresh one. You know what? <laughs> anyway. Pardon my silence, but I literally was just overstruck by... Okay, cool. Uh, we're not there yet, and nobody asked, but I just had the idea of looking up what Ichigo from Bleach is, and his birthday is July 15th, so that makes sense. Yes. Oh. Fucking redhead. Anyway. <laughs> I swear. Nobody asked. Also, why is Ichigo a cancer? It's too much. <laughs> they have why is everybody something. a cancer? Every time I turn around, an anime has to have a cancer in it. Either that or a Pisces. Yeah. Like, I feel like you've come across so many character Pisces recently, and it's just like, why? Why are you guys everywhere? <laughs> Seriously. Taken over. I haven't looked up any for for anime, just for comic books. That does say, though, Ichigo's a cancer and Deku's a cancer, so why do main characters have cancers? Hmm. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm playing Animal Crossing (laughs) right now, and I just hit my favorite. I just hit Sprinkle on the fucking head, and I'm so sorry, Sprinkle. (laughs) 
I've been playing Animal Crossing this whole time. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because it was just that reaction. Just, oh my god! <laughs> I hit sprinkle right on the head. Oh, it feels so bad. <laughs> I was sure sprinkle will get over it. <laughs> she did. I gave her a turntable. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry for hitting you in the head. Here's a turntable. <laughs> I give Sprinkle all the things. Okay, listen. She's going to be my wife one day. She's got to pamper her now. <laughs> You're trying to, like, court her? I am. She's going to be my wife. Sprinkle, be my wife. I thought you were turned table. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was trying to look up, I did not look up a character for my hero academia for Capricorn. I was trying to look it up, but my computer said. Oh. Your computer said, no. I no, seriously, I my computer said, hmm. I, it's on this list, meaning I'm assuming there is one. I just don't know who the fuck it is. <laughs> it won't load. Hold on. <sighs> Todoroki. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Shoto, you are a cop. <laughs> um, oh, you know what, though? Okay, we don't really talk about our ships, but, like, I don't ship Todoroki and Deku, but they are a perfect They are opposite. They're it's opposite, so it works. So, yeah, they would. Well, I would say it works because they're opposite, but... They can be together. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that's actually interesting. So if Horikoshi complains that we ship too much, I'm literally going to be like, okay, but the astrology said. Oh, um, Ochako is also a Capricorn. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's really hardworking. Well, I was just thinking her birthday is close to Christmas, and I forgot that. Kaminari is a Gemini? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> He sure is. Aw, Carrie's a Libra. Yeah. And Ashita's a Leo, and I'm so happy. Yeah. I wrote all this down for my fanfic, but I don't have them like, in my memory. All mine's a Gemini. Oh. Is it because of the whole two-body type thing? <laughs> you know, Gemini's the twins, and he has, like, two different forms. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just saying, if I were Horikoshi, that's would have been that would have been my reason. <laughs> <laughs> like that would have been why I would have done it. So there you have just it. Get mad because it's dumb. Todoroki Shoto, okay, the Capricorn. Since my computer didn't want to. It's interesting. I think that's interesting. Like he is definitely a Capricorn. Although I would say Ochiko doesn't give off a lot of Capricorn energy, but she does have the traits of Capricorn. I yeah. just wouldn't guess, looking at her, that she is. Maybe it has to do with her um, also, moon and her rising. Probably. Sailor Saturn is a, a child. So I'm sure if I rewatch Sailor Moon, she probably doesn't see much of a Capricorn. Mm. Well, I won't say much, but she is a child, so. Yeah. And Keo definitely doesn't necessarily act like a 
No. That means you can be your sign and not act like your sign. Because that's astrology. That's how it works. <laughs> As we've been saying. Anyway. Wait. Get, wait. Where did... No, the person who did that, they're a little bit off. I was about to say, wait. Gemini, en- Gemini ends June 20th. That means Denki would be a cancer. Boo. I had him written as a cancer, and then you said Gemini. I was like, wait, am I retarded? Because <laughs> <laughs> I could be. It would be the first time. <laughs> wait, that means I ship a cancer to cancer? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Too much cancer energy. That's a lot of emotion in that house. Cancer pumpy. Their son is like. Their their son, their Virgo son is like, and these are my parents. Denki's crying, and Hitoshi's just face down in the couch, wishing he were dead. (laughs) Anytime he does anything wrong, both of them are crying, and he's just like, (sighs) oh my god. They're both the kind of parents to be like, why would you break our heart like this? He just calls Aizawa. He's like, Grandpa, can you come pick me up? Mom and Dad are crying again. (laughs) Going on from that, my topic for today is New Year's traditions. Since when this comes out, I think we'll be like a, a week out from New Year's. Yeah. So this this will be coming out on the twenty third, um, so it'll be a week a week ish before New Year's. Perfect time. Anyway, point being, so um, the new New Year is celebrated by different cultures at different times. Well, some cultures at different times. Um, like for the pagans, we celebrate it on Samhain, which is October thirty first. And for the Chinese, they celebrate it on February 12th, uh, which, by the way, for 2021, if you want to know, it's going to be the year of the ox. So, yeah, to those people who are, year, who are the year of the ox, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back from your long stay away. Anyways, but uh, on top of that, a lot of people... And cultures still do celebrate on the 31st, rolling into the 1st of January. So I'm going to talk about some of the traditions that I uh, I saw while in my research. I have this whole little paragraph written here. But I don't think I want to go into it. Anyway, so I'm just going to skip all the way to the traditions. I had like half a page written, written of bullshit. So, in Spain, it is customary to eat 12 grapes, one for each stroke of the clock at midnight on New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, (laughs) and representing good luck for one month of the coming year. In Colombia, people carry empty suitcases around the block in hopes of travel um, to banish bad spirits in Uh, In Denmark, friends and family throw old plates and glasses at each other's doors. They also jump off a chair while holding hands at midnight for good luck. This is to symbolize leaping into the new year. Um, Molten tin is thrown into containers of water 
and the shapes are interpreted in Finland. These shapes can include a heart or a ring for marriage or a ship for travel, so on and so forth. Muñecos, yeah, muñecos, yeah, muñecos or effigies of well-known figures such as like actors or um, politicians to represent the old year are burned in Panama. So just imagine if you're that actor and you see your face getting burned and you're like, hmm, I don't like that. In Greece, an onion is hung on the front door as a symbol of rebirth, and parents wake their children on January 1st by tapping them on the head with said onion. So as witchy as that sounds, I'd be really, really pissed off if I were that kid and my mom came in and said, wake up, wake up, by hitting me in the head with an onion. I might have words. For her. Of all the things, an onion. <laughs> like, I kind of understand because of all the layers and stuff. But at the same time, I'm just like, no. Onions smell. Um, in upstate New York, which if you live in New York and this is something you do, fucking hit us up because I've never heard of this. But <laughs> in upstate New York, peppermint pigs are sold throughout the holiday season. Everyone takes a turn hitting uh, the pig with a candy hammer. Well, it's like it's a specialty hammer to hit candy with. It's not a candy hammer. Anyways, and eating a piece okay. <laughs> and eating a piece for good fortune in the coming year. Apparently, it's like super pemperminty though, so you do only want to take a little piece or you're just going to have like watering eyeballs because the peppermint was so strong. No, let's shove the whole pig in your mouth. <laughs> Just go ham. Go for the whole pig. Go for broke. The whole pig. <laughs> um, in Russia, a New Year's tree or a yokla, yolka, yolka, not a yokla, yolka, <laughs> is decorated. Um, this can be as simple as taking down your Christmas decorations and refreshing with new and different lights and baubles. In Latin America, there's a superstition that the color of your underwear is what you'll get in the new year. So people will wear um, red for love, white for peace, yellow for financial success, and so on. So color correspondence. They believe in it. This is something that my mother taught me, but in Cuba, eating pork, rice, and black-eyed peas invites luck and wealth for the coming year. So, I'm going to miss out on this New Year's tradition. I'm a little bitter about it, but okay. <laughs> um, in Japan, one tradition is to eat uh, toshikoshi, which is passing, um, passing into the New Year noodles. Essentially, it's soba. And it is believed that long noodles represents a long life. Also, they visit a shrine and pray for good luck called Hatsumode, and then head to a kiosk to pick a to pick an omikuji. And this is a small slip of paper you pick at random with your categorized luck for the year. So the categories can range from great blessing to great curse. They have ways to go about if you get the great curse one, but I'm not going to go into those. 
Um, I write. I really wanted to write more because it just seems like Japan has like a million New Year's things that you can be doing, but I didn't because it has a million New Year's things you could be doing. Um, in Canada, friends and family in rural rural parts uh, go out and ice fish, which I don't know about you, but I don't want to be freezing my tits off coming into the New Year. I'd rather be cozy at home. But you know what? I'm not Canadian. They're a different kind of people. They are a different breed. <laughs> In Ireland, they believe banging bread against the walls of their home will chase away bad luck slash evil spirits, invite good luck, and ensure the coming year is filled with an abundance of bread and other foods. So, that's what I have for, like, the traditions. And, um... I didn't, uh, I didn't write down any like New Year's spells because those are pretty easy to find on like uh, Pinterest and stuff or make your own. But it is a pretty good time to do luck spells or intention setting, just like just like if you were doing um, like writing New Year New Year's resolutions is essentially just intention setting for the New Year. It's also a great time to do cleansing. But I did uh, write down something that if you don't want to do New Year's resolutions, you can do this instead. And it's very simple. You just write down everything you want to leave behind in the new year and then dispose of it however you see fit. You can bury it far away from your home. You can write it on a balloon and then pop it. Um, I personally prefer to burn things myself. That is my preferred method of disposal. Um, but you don't have to do that. So it's super easy, super simple. That's what I have for you. That is the New Year's traditions I wrote for today. Wow. <laughs> the whole onion thing is still got me stuck. Right? I'd just be mad. I'd be like, no. <laughs> like, mom, go away. <laughs> like an onion mom. <laughs> really? It's like you're being Krampus all over again. Like, and you would know when they come in, too. They probably would. As soon as they open the door and you smell that onion smell, you're, like, jumping out the window. You're like, no. <laughs> Anyways, what media, what media have you brought for us today? I bring you Nanny McPhee. Because oh. I feel like she gives off a lot of Capricorn energy. I love Nanny McPhee. Yeah. I used to have the second movie. I didn't have the first one, though. Strange. That is but strange. <laughs> I didn't have the first one, but I had the second one. Uh, nanny McPhee, if y'all don't know, is like Mary Poppins. Yeah. Just a nanny who, who does the magic, helps the children. She is the magic. She is based off of a character from books that are also called Nanny McPhee. There's like four books. They're children's books obviously, but the books are a little bit different than the two movies as one to happen. I think like two of the books were put together to make the last movie. Cause I really cannot remember if there are two or three. For some reason, I want to say three because I've seen them all, but mm, don't count me on that. But I do know the last movie, I think was like a mixture of two or two, or three of the last books. Mm. So they kind of like took and, I googled it. 
not for this, but I happened to Google. <laughs> and they just, they just picked and choose, like, you know, chicken pecked what they wanted to put in the movies. Kind of like with um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movies. Yeah. So they did every other movie or every other book, I should say. You know what, Manny? Older can of worms. <laughs> you know what, Manny McPhee makes me think about though. What? Mrs. Doubtfire. That too. And also, it makes me think of. Um, did you ever watch that? Um, I can't remember what the full name is. It's something Nimsy, but the whole point is that the uh, the rabbit. The, the, oh my god! The stuffed rabbit. I can see the title, and it's bugging me. Yeah. I just don't, I can't remember, but I know Nimsy's in the title. I know, because I can tell you, when I was looking up stuff for The Twilight Zone, uh, there was an episode of The Twilight Zone based off of the short story that that is based off. Oh. Because that is a short story. It's a sci-fi short story, and the, honestly, I won't say the short story is different because I've never read it, but I think it's a little bit, they're not necessarily the same, but the, the point is the same. It's really interesting, though. You should, oh. If y'all don't know, look that up. I don't know what Twilight Zone episode it is. I am currently in season three, and I know I haven't come to it yet. I think it's in, like, season four or season five. So it's, like, at the end. But I know there's a Twilight Zone episode that's a lot like that. What hmm. is that called? That's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I want to say it's, like, World of Nimsy or something, but I, I really can't remember. It was so cute, like, little stuffed rabbit and the kids and the portals and, you know, stuff. I can't remember what the fucking movie was actually about, though. I know. Oh, the things she you did, forget. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I just, just, just... Oh, the things you forget as an adult. The last Mimsy. Oh! You right. I just Googled it. Well, like, I... F- as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, that one, yes, that one. Yes. Yes, that one. The last Mimsy. So it wasn't yeah. Nimsy. I was very close, though. It's close enough. Like, the short story is called Mimsy Where the Borough Grows. It was based off of, like, you know, Lewis Carroll. That's what oh. they titled Well, the story's not based off of Lewis Carroll. The title was based off of Alice. Oh. I was going to say, if it was based off of Lou's Carroll's stuff, that makes sense why it's fucking weird. (laughs) Well, if I remember correctly, I don't remember the short story itself being based off of Alice in Wonderland, but the the title, because it says more. Well. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Nanny McPhee, because she gives off such, like, stoic, closed-off Capricorn energy. I mean, Mary Poppins also does. Watch them both. Watch them both. The new Mary Poppins is so fucking good. It is so good. Ooh, that one, she doesn't give up as much Capricorn. In. But <laughs> but it's still super She's good. much more lively when she's being played by Emily Blunt, but <laughs> still. <laughs> My favorite routine. And, and, and oh, well, it'll be, it has magic. Yes, it does. Just in case y'all are not aware of why I'm bringing it up, she's, she's magic, so. Yeah. Well, you did say that um, Nanny McPhee is like Mary Poppins, so... They yeah, are. but they never say, even in Mary Poppins' books, they never say that she does magic. Mm. We know she is, but they never say it. Yeah. At least Nanny McPhee, you know she is. Yeah. She doesn't hide it. So, 
Ooh, that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> you know one's a witch. The other one, we're, we're still, like, suspect. <laughs> My favorite scene for the new movie, though, is that... Um, is that one where they're on stage and the clothes are all, uh, they kind of look drawn on is the easiest way yeah, I can I have explain a them. Stuff. Yeah. It's my favorite one. My favorite scene. It's just so good. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. That song is good. Watch them. Yeah. Anyway. What, what's your media? I today am bringing another two books again. They're part of the same series. That's why I'm mentioning both of them at the same time. Uh, It is just a duology. It's not going to be made into a trilogy or anything like that. It ended with the second book. But it is Gideon the Ninth and Harrow the Ninth by uh, Tamsin Muir. If you look up her name, Muir is spelled (laughs) M-U-I-R. So... Um, And I bring these ones up because they're very heavy on the necromancy. Like, there's not a lot of different kinds of magic. Uh, It really is just based on necromancy and the different ways the houses do necromancy. Like, um, the first house is their lord undying, so he's god. And then you have the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. And they all have a different way, a different form of bringing necromancy to the table. So everybody's good at something else. <laughs> and, and, and I grossed out Ryan earlier by talking about blood sweat. Because when they use their magic, <laughs> when they do their necromancy, they start to sweat blood. I don't know why it's just something that happens in the book, but that's what that's I just too much. <laughs> the like it is um, not heavy on the romance side, but what romance there is is lesbian. <laughs> like it's just girls kissing. Most of the book is girls. There's not a lot of um, male characters i'm trying to think of how many there are there's like there's a nephew and an uncle there's septimus and i think there's four dudes all together maybe five in the second book there's more just because those characters are mostly ten thousand years old and in that one there's a threesome so there's a lot going on there great <laughs> Not anything that you see, but you know it happened. <laughs> Not anything you're introduced. We've been done new. <laughs> We've been done new. They started it in the dining room. Oh. Poor Harrow. Anyway, yeah. So that's what I have. Necromancy. That is what happens in these books. I listened to both of them again because I don't do a lot of other like actual reading anymore unless it's fan fiction. Um, the performance by the narrator was actually pretty good. It was actually really good. I enjoyed it. And then uh, just something to know about Harrow the Ninth. Harrow the Ninth is written in second person. So it's not as weird as it sounds but it is kind of weird when you first get into the book because you're like, oh, there's a lot of you here. 
But there's a purpose to that, and there's a reason why uh, it's in second person. And it's mainly because the narrator is not part of the story, but kind of, it's weird. You you have to read it. <laughs> you have to read it and understand the second person. All right. That what I that's what I brought. So if you want to find us, you can find us on Instagram at Mixwitches Podcast. On Twitter at Mixwitches Pod. And you can shoot us an email, mixwitchespodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Society Six, which is at mixedwitchespodcast.com. Dot com at mixers podcast on society six dot com. <laughs> wow, it's like I haven't done this twenty four times or something. Anyways, that is what we have for you guys today. Ryan cut out right at the end, so I'm just gonna end it myself. We'll see you guys next week, and I hope you have a great Christmas, a great Yule, whatever you're celebrating, and a great New Year's. Bye. <laughs> Our minds were getting faded Did not appreciate all that they created We're chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Thinking more, but doing less Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Chasing after that witch's brew Got nothing better to do Cause y'all sailing down Easiest street again Damn X marks the spot Or is it O Getting high then feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn
about paradise Play those cards, baby, roll those dice Y'all chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Start to go and then you stop cause you're sailing down Z Street again. Damn, almost within reach, but out of your grasp. The last drop at the bottom of your glass, y'all. Chasing, Chasing after, after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. damn.